today, we are going to share a couple of scriptures. Uh, they're both from the Old Testament, and we're continuing talking about the exodus of the Israelites, and we're also going to talk about what Malachi the prophet has said. And so today we read from Exodus 17, 1 through 7. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages as the Lord commanded. And they camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted for their water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, what shall I do with the, for these people? They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go, and I will be standing there in front of you on the rock of Horeb. Strike the rock. And the water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massah and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Well, once again, we come to the prophets. And the prophets come for a couple reasons, if you recall. First of all, it's because, well, the people were doing wrong. And God is speaking through the prophets to tell them, let's get right or else. But the, then the prophets also bring a message of hope. And that hope always points to the Messiah, Jesus. So in Malachi 3, 9 through 11, here are these harsh words, but it also a promise. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house, and thus put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you an ever-flowing blessing. I will rebuke the locust for you so that it will not destroy the produce of your soil and your vine in the field shall not be barren, says the Lord of hosts. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, I thank you today because sometimes we, we need to be spoken to in the calm and gentle ways. And sometimes... Well, we need a little bit uh, more of a wake-up. Today, Lord, speak through me and in spite of me. 
so that we may hear you, know who we are hearing and who we are following, and more, more importantly, trust in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, I'm going to share with you about some testing and some blessing. You know, when I was a child, uh, at least for the first 12 years of my life, there was only myself and my brother. And for some reason, this brother and I, we always seemed to be competing with each other. I don't know why. Maybe, maybe we were egged on to do that. Maybe it was just in our nature. But we were always competing. Who could run the fastest? Who could lift the most? Who could uh, stay the quietest? And not only that, but we would push each other's buttons too. And in result of pushing each other's buttons, then we would push our parents' buttons. Anybody ever, ever be like that? Be a button pusher? Uh, sometimes John even says I'm a button pusher, but I don't know about that. He, that I think that's just baloney. But the thing is, we could push each other's buttons just by looking at each other. And we'd be in the back seat of the car and we'd be going, he's looking at me. Or we'd reach out and touch, you know, just a finger. He's touching me. Or she's looking at me. Or she took more of the back seat than whatever. And that's funny because at that time we had this great big old 1978 Mercury Cougar, right? So that thing was a boat. And we were pretty small. And then our parents would get involved. Sometimes we'd say, they'd say that we're almost there. Sometimes it would seem like we were going on a trip that lasted forever. And when, I, when we were kids, it seemed like when we had the horse in the back end of the trailer and we were bringing, uh, coming up here, we would used to show here in Meadville up at the, at the fairgrounds, believe it or not. It would seem like it was the trip that took forever. But we didn't dare poke each other's buttons then because we were sitting close enough to Dad that he could get a hold of us and bring us back into line. Well, you know, these Israelites, they're a whiny bunch of people. And it seems like, you know, God had blessed them to get them out of Egypt, quit being slaves, and they don't appreciate it. Why? Oh, last week we discovered they were hungry. And so what did God do? He provided manna and quail. He fed them. Well, you think they would trust him at this point. I mean, he's gotten them out of Egypt. He's gotten them through the sea. He's taken care of the enemies. He, he's gotten them food. They've been provided for. Now this time, oh, we're thirsty. Why would God get us to this point and, and not give us anything to drink and, and not only kill us off but our children and, and also, also our livestock? Well, wine, 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 right? I mean, come on. What, I mean, think about this. This whining caused them to travel through the wilderness for 40 years. 40 years. <sighs> okay. 
So God said, I'm going I'm to do again something that will not only give them some water. And we, we can think of this as the living water, right? The living water that Jesus gives us because not only do they live, but uh, they, they should trust, they should know that God is God. And later on, we know the living water is Jesus, right? And it quenches all of our thirst. We should truly be trusting and knowing that we're blessed. And yet, you know, when we stop and we think about this, and, and God tells, tells Moses to take that stick, hit the rock, and there's going to be water for everybody. We're not just talking about a few people. We're not talking about a hundred of people. We're talking about thousands and thousands of people plus the livestock on top of it. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of blessing. And that's a lot of trust. Trust that these Israelites should have had at this point because over and over and over again, God has proven that he is trustworthy. He is loving. And he is faithful. But we can see throughout history, as we go through all the kings and all the prophets, that people have short memories. And they want to go ahead and test over and over and over again. But the only time I can recall in the entire Bible when God says to test me is in this passage through Malachi today where he says, test me. See what will happen when you bring your tithe to the warehouse. When you trust me, I will give you blessing upon blessing. Now that's not always an easy thing to do. And in this stewardship campaign, we, we had just taken up the offering and, and had a, a special ties and offering today. And, and sometimes we don't always connect that this is an action of worship, of gratitude, of saying, Lord, I love you. Thank you for what you have been faithful and given to me. Or in times of trouble, we might even say, I can't do it today, God. I don't trust you enough to continuously bring my stores, my blessings into your warehouse but if you test him, if you see if God will take care of you, God says that he will. And therefore, I truly believe God will. Now, in here in the United States, we have so many blessings. We turn on the faucet and we expect the water to come out. Not only come out, but come out clean. And heaven forbid they come and flush the, the hydrants outside while we want to use the washer or the washer machine or, or just flush the toilets, right? Heaven forbid. And let's go there for a second. My dad grew up with an outhouse. How many of us grew up with outhouses? How many of us have them today? Okay, so we are blessed, right? We have indoor plumbing. Woo! That's a good thing. Now, stop and think about this. 
stop and think about this. If we're so blessed, shouldn't we be showing God how much we appreciate that? And show how much we love him? And it doesn't just have to be with this. It can be with our time or our talents as well. You know, if we, if we tithed our time, did you know, I think there's 618 uh, hours in a week. Now, if you split that off and say how a tenth of that, six hours and let's say 18 minutes. It's not quite that, but let's say it is maybe 10 minutes if we were doing tenths. And how many hours are you giving back to God in that? Woo! Okay. That should probably be a little wake-up call there. How many hours do you just spend thinking about God? And yet God shows up for us time and time again because God loves us and showed us grace. And so when we do sin... We are able to have grace because we have Jesus Christ, because God loves us abundantly. And abundantly through Jesus, we have received grace and live into eternal life. You see, the kingdom of God is here and now and yet to come. Woo! Exciting, right? I'm excited. And then we get to live into the promises that he gave us beyond that because we are reminded through the bread and the cup. We remember the sacrifice that Jesus made. He was the perfect sacrifice for those who have gone on before us, for us today. And those who come after us. Now that should give you goosebumps. Does me. Boy, that's love. And that's a blessing. Test him and know that he is God. Because you will be blessed. Now this is an exciting day. Not only do we get the vision and, and live into what's further in, in, in for God's people in this place, in this community, in this town, for, for all of Meadville, we're, we're privileged, let me try that again, privileged enough to have two churches in worship today, plus our district superintendent and his lovely wife. Now think about this. All of this is so that we can live into mission as Jesus' hands and feet. Remember, we're called into giving of our time, talents, and our treasures. For we are the hands and feet of Christ. And so that means that we give more than just a tithe offering. We give an offering of ourselves as well. When's the last time you lived into that part of stewardship. Oh, okay. Thank God for grace because, see, I'm not always perfect with that either. In fact, I'm rarely, if ever, perfect. But I'm going on to perfection 
because I believe in Jesus. How about you? Let's pray. Holy God, we just thank you for your presence here today, for your presence in Meadville, for your presence in this world. And as we celebrate Holy Communion today, we prepare to come to the foot of the altar, to the foot of the cross, and are reminded that you gave your life for an imperfect people because of your perfect love. Continue to remind us of that today, Lord, and continue to bless us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.